0: The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of therandyreport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. Today, I'm chatting with the oh so handsome and charming Mr. Matthew Camp, and I have to tell you up front that this is one of my favorite interviews in a long, long time. If you follow his social media, you know he's an intoxicating blend of good-looking country boy with a side of danger. What I enjoyed most about chatting with him was how smart and thoughtful he is. It's a disarmingly charming equation. The social media celebrity, with over half a million followers on Instagram alone, first attracted attention some years ago after moving to New York City and becoming a go-go boy but starring roles in indie movies like getting go the go doc project which was loosely based on his life and sock job quickly sent matthew starr into a new orbit at the same time he was encouraged by friends to design his own line of t-shirt and leather gear fashions Matthew says he took a couple of classes in construction and pattern making a few years ago for the ABCs of it all, but admits to having an interest in fashion since he was a kid. Plus, he launched a line of provocatively named fragrances, 8.5, Transgression, that are inspired by and conjure up his memories of working in bars around sexy men. A big proponent of the sex positive movement, he's also an ambassador for ORAQUIC, the home HIV test. Matthew is big on encouraging people to know their status by getting tested on a regular basis and owning your own sexual health. Matthew has a new video series project in the works. It delves into a person's sexual personality by exploring formative sexual experiences from their past. I understand the format will be a hybrid of documentary slash experimental art film, and the producers are looking for folks to take part in the project on camera with Matthew. I'll have the info for those of you that would like to submit yourself to be considered for the project at the end of the podcast. So I'll be chatting with him about that, what it's like to have over half a million people follow your life, plus a few other things that come up. So let's say hi to Matthew Camp. Hey, Randy, how are you? I'm terrific, thanks for having time to chat. So tell me about this new video project you're working on.
1: Well, I'm not sure exactly how much I'm supposed to really talk about the specifics, but well, I'm really excited about it. I think that there's an opportunity for really creative and satisfying gay art and like gay media and pornographic media that hasn't really been sort of touched yet. And so I think that there's like a, a really good chance for something like that to be well received. So that's kind of like the goal of it is really just to kind of push the boundaries of what is acceptable for art. You know what I mean?
0: You have a very sex-positive outlook on how you put yourself out there and how you encourage people. It seems to be your message is that people should be sex-positive, and for so long – and I I support that because so <laughs> many people are, are kind of are raised – Are not, exactly. Yeah. They're raised with this kind of embarrassment about sex. And so I love, yeah. you know, I love the phrase sex positive, and I love the idea of a message that's sex positive, because sex is awesome. <laughs> I really think yeah, so. Yeah, I know, totally.
1: <laughs> I agree. I think it's, I think especially as a gay community, it's one of the strongest things that we have that brings us together is our sex. It's something that sort of a lot of other communities maybe don't have in the same sort of way.
0: Absolutely. I saw in an interview you did about a year ago that you said your favorite thing about being gay is that you get to have sex with guys because you like having sex with guys. And it feels really great.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's true.
0: Totally awesome. (laughs) Now, where are you located right now? Because I know uh, you were in New York City, then for a while, weren't you in upstate New York?
1: I still am in upstate New York. I'm currently living in Hudson. I've been here a year. It's a really cute town. They're having this thing called Winter Walk right now where they. People dress up and there's carolers, sleigh bells and like horses, go down the street and they have like a parade and fireworks and it's, uh, it's like a
0: really cute town. Yeah. It's like picturesque. I went to college at Syracuse University in upstate oh, yeah. New York. Yeah. I was a Texas boy and so it was it was a big learning curve to to be in upstate New York trust me they take their holidays very seriously <laughs> they do they do and they're all the, and the thing about upstate New York too is is there are all these little towns you know I was in Syracuse but there's all these little towns like Cazenovia and these little you know little towns which are so cute and everything I love it yeah me too it's really beautiful up here so about this project okay. what can you what do you think you can tell me we know it's it's about exploring sexuality we can say that much yes um, I know
1: that it is. It's definitely auto Not autobiographical. It's basically a few of the sexual experiences that I've had that I found more on the profound side, and I think it's sort of like a reenaction of those things. I feel like a lot of times when you see men that are having a sexual encounter, it's Not, I mean, I don't want to sound like romance novely, but it's not romantic at all. Like, it's very, like, animalistic, which is great, but Mm -hmm. also there's other sides to sexuality that are softer and more about community and stuff like that. So we're exploring those kinds of ideas.
0: I understand that the new project will be a short series. Does that mean it's going to be a series of shorts, or will it be just a short series because there will be three or four episodes, do you think?
1: Well, I'm not sure how exactly they are planning to edit it down. Okay. I just got the first part of the schedule.
0: What's the timeline? Do you know? Like, when do you think you start shooting it? When do you think the the public might get to see some of this?
1: Well, we're starting to shoot next week. And so I think that it will take two or three months maybe to have a turnaround of editing stuff. So pretty soon.
0: And you're not afraid of the camera, I have to say. I know that, which I love, <laughs> as you laugh. Uh, I did enjoy Getting Go, the Go Doc project.
1: Oh, thank you very
0: much. I follow you on Instagram, like about half a million other people. And <laughs> one of the things that, you know, it's interesting writing for the LGBT media space as I do, because. I have to follow you guys. Isn't that like it's my job? As as if there could be worse things. But no, I do because people are talking about different people and how people present themselves. And I'm personally fascinated about how what social media is happening because back when in in the '90s we just had AOL and chat rooms and that was it. That was the internet. We thought that was it. We had and then you know Facebook kind of comes along and then Twitter comes along and then Instagram comes along and then other things come along. And I'm sure nobody ever thought about where all of this could go or what it could do. And then suddenly we have people who, I don't want to say they're famous only because of Instagram, but Instagram helps people with some sense of celebrity and getting their message out there, getting their projects out there like like it does for you. Yeah. Do you remember when you thought, oh, this is something I need to start doing or I need to get involved in this, like Instagram or uh, I know you also have an OnlyFans.com account. Yes, I do. I'm up for an award for it. You are. I am. Yeah.
1: For for World of Wonder, I don't remember what the name of the award is. Oh, that's right. Yes, I saw
0: this. I saw this. Yes, yes. Uh, I have to make sure I go vote. Um, it's like the (laughs)
1: oh, please, yeah, go vote. You can vote multiple times. I'd really like to win this because I haven't really done anything that's like triple X. Before,
0: I mean, I have, obviously, but it's
1: really been right up to the line. So this is like the first
0: time I'd like to get an award. <laughs> well, let's do that. We'll, we'll we'll see what we can do about that. Uh, yeah. You know, speaking of Instagram, I wanted to ask, like I said, I'm kind of fascinated by the whole concept of it. And especially for people like you who have these huge followings, first Instagram and on OnlyFans. Do you feel a uh, pressure to, oh man, I have to like get something up. I haven't posted it in a day or two or, you know, I, I have to, I or about being creative.
1: Of course, I definitely feel that way. But I also know that you can go to the well too many times.
0: and mm-hmm. So
1: it's really, I think, about building strong neural connections with the people that are consuming your product. So you don't want to blast them with the same content over and over again. It's like a drug. They're going to get used to it. you got to switch it up and you got to get them sort of like a diverse emotional landscape. It can't just
0: all be dick, 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 dick. They need a little bit of everything. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, one of the, (laughs) one of my least favorite words, and I use it all the time, absolutely. One of the things in looking at at different people on Instagram, one of the things that I think sets you apart, and this is just my opinion, and I mean this in, in the best way possible, is What's starting to happen on Instagram for some guys that we follow and and you guys are hot and it's eye candy and and a lot of you have messages to to put out there, but a lot of it can get a little slick or sometimes a little too polished. You might know where I'm going with this, and you know I know part of the reason that I know you're in upstate New York is you you're out in the in not the wild but in obviously the country, in a lot of your photography. And one of the things I like about your Instagram account is that it never looks like you're trying too hard to impress. And I thought, now, what's the word? Because it's not too slick. Organic, that's the word. Authentic. Uh, Sometimes you have, like, dirt on your butt or something, and that's hot, by the way. But it's, (laughs) it's not like, oh, oh, Matt, you need to wipe your backside yeah before you take the picture it's not like you're trying too hard and sometimes what i'm starting to see a lot of in some instagram accounts is is there's this very 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 polished slick thing going on yes and you know you take pictures with peeling paint on the wall behind you which i like
1: (laughs) i like yeah that. that was that was the old house i used to live in it was like the fight club house it was awesome
0: Oh, that's fantastic. I know.
1: There was just a bunch of like homeless, transient boys that would live there.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. Really? Another thing I, I was always wondering about, because do you have photographers constantly approaching you that want to like, can, hey, can I shoot you? Can I shoot you? Can I shoot you?
1: Yeah. But I try to be a little bit more picky about those because I think a lot of times people don't They don't edit their photos correctly, and sometimes they'll warp your body or they'll do like weird stuff. And I'm not against Photoshop, you know. I think when you're selling a fantasy, it's good to sort of have a little fantasy in there. But at the same
0: time, I think it's like bad to sort of like overdo it, you know. Absolutely. Sure. There I go again. Absolutely. See, I'll cut that out. One of the other things that I really like, I find very fascinating about you, is you, you're you out there, you have this very sex-positive message and image, you're on Instagram, you're acting, you, you've done movies and things, but you also are a designer, so you do perfume creation. theres there, You have three scents now. I knew of one, I have to say, in doing research, I did not know about transgression. You have eight and a half, transgression, oh, yeah. and camp. Yeah. So I'm fascinated. I'm going to have to order that now. Oh, trans... Do you like dildos? Do I like dildos? Or the
1: smell of them, because that's what it smells like.
0: Oh, hot. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I had a roommate that would just get
1: dildos delivered all the time, and I became obsessed with the smell. Like a brand-new dildo smells like candy or like a toy or some sort of weird baked good.
0: Awesome. I know you described eight and a half. As the smells you remembered, or or kind of conjuring up the memory of of being in a bar, the smell of men, kind of yeah. sweat, tobacco, and what that all smells like, which I thought was a great description, because I do like manly scents personally. You know, my husband is he really did. big into Tom Ford scents because they the the bulk of them tend to be a little more on the well, I'm not going to use the word cuz you're an expert and I'll sound stupid.
1: Uh, no, go for it.
0: But no they 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 seem muskier or they they seem darker. They're not light. There's not a, a a sweetness to them usually, at least the ones that that my husband Michael wears um that I go yeah. buy him to wear. Are you still involved in in creating new new scents and everything? And and how I did you actually, get started in that?
1: I had a friend that was friends with a designer named Agatha Du Bois. She lives in LA. She made custom leather. I mean, she still does. She's done stuff for like Britney Spears on the cover of Rolling Stone, all sorts of stuff. She kind of gave me like crash course in making leather jackets um, specifically because she worked with it for a long time and she's a close friend of mine. So she also has a fragrance line that she made with essential oils. And I was playing around with some old oils of hers at a friend's house and just created 8.5. And of course I edited it since then a little bit, but it's pretty much the same original formula. That was really the start of creating fragrances. But I like fragrances because they conjure up feelings within somebody without words. And I think that's extremely strong communication. And what is art, but just communicating with people's subconscious.
0: Do you have a favorite of your three fragrances? I wear 8.5 the most.
1: I think Camp is the one that I can wear out in public without seeming like a total perv. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's like so manly. It's almost like cheesy in the richness of it. But it's it's a very sweet. I'll send you some if
0: you don't have some already. I, no, I haven't smelled it. I, I, I'd am i be curious. I do have, I have yeah, tried eight, eight and a half, 8.5, which by the way is a great name. Oh, thank you. Thank great you. name. You know, I did want to ask too, is it hard to date Matthew Camp when you're, you have half a million followers on Instagram and people know who you are? And do you, does that ever come into play when you, when you're dating or you're going out with someone, whether, whether from your side or from the other guy's side, like, do they get intimidated or do you feel like you have to live up to something? Is that a stupid question? Well, there are no stupid questions. No,
1: it's fine. There's no stupid question.
0: I think that it, it can be very difficult to navigate that space.
1: Relationships are very difficult to begin with anyway, especially long term ones and romantic ones at that. So, really try and maintain friendships with people more than sexual relationships or even romantic relationships, I should say. But I was dating someone recently and they were very conflicted about my <laughs> my work. They I think on one side it appealed to the business their business mind and they like that I make money and I'm self sufficient. But I think on the other side they also were very jealous. So that yeah, it definitely can take a toll on my personal life. But I've kind of melded the two into one now. So I don't I don't really have a personal life anymore. Now it's just all Matthew
0: Camp stuff
1: <laughs> all the time. <laughs>
0: Do you remember when you first started getting noticed on Instagram? Did you go on Instagram already? I've just known who you are for so many years now. I don't know how I became aware of you. When do you think you first became someone that that people knew of? I mean, I had a large following for
1: Facebook, which was like 5,000, I think, was your limit for a personal Facebook, and I hit that pretty quickly. So I had some seedling started from that. But I think most of my popularity came from going to clubs and working in clubs as a go-go dancer and having great interactions with people. I think a lot of people remember me from working those days, and that was a positive thing that got the snowball sort of going. And then from there, I think that it sort of raised my numbers enough that it allowed people to notice me other, as opposed to noticing other people.
0: And do you remember when it, when that started happening? Was it Was it a slow... It was right around getting go,
1: but they since Facebook bought Instagram, they've changed the algorithm and my numbers don't go up the same way they used to, because I think it's because I'm a sexy gay guy and they sort of like edit that down a little
0: bit. See, that's another thing we didn't know about social media. It's, it's, it's like I'm, I write a lot about politics, and so I was very involved in writing about the alleged interference, and I'm only using the word alleged because I'm supposed to, but I believe it happened, the interference by Russia in the 2016 election. and Oh, yeah, the, of course. the whole thing that happened with Facebook and people didn't know, no one ever thought, oh, like someone might weaponize social media. Now, I'm not, that doesn't relate to what you and I are talking about, but it's the idea of how – Things associated with social media we didn't think yeah. about three years ago, five years ago, and suddenly here we are and we're like, oh, I never thought about this this application of social media. Well, it's,
1: just, it's not really that
0: different than
1: advertising, social media. So like in the early turn of the century, advertising was a really big thing. It took off and they used subliminal messaging to sort of get advertisements out there and get people to buy their products. It's the same sort of thing that happens with social media, but I think on social media a lot of it is more accidental than on purpose because it's individuals that maybe don't have such a strong background about how the subconscious works and how to appeal to it. Yeah.
0: I always wonder: did, for instance, I'll use Facebook as as an example. Did they think ten years ago when they created Facebook they thought, okay, we're going to get them hooked? And then in about 10 years, or in about five years, we're going to start selling ads, and then we're going to make Facebook ads a thing, and then we're going to get people yeah. drawn in. It's almost like there's a, a formula to the whole thing, And then what they do, because you mentioned the algorithm, I'm aware of that. I remember with my blog, The Randy Report, you know at one point I was like, my numbers were increasing like really quickly for at this one window of time, and then suddenly, uh, things like get cut in half almost. In terms of oh, growth, yeah. and yeah. I thought I still had my readers, but the growth stopped, and I thought, oh, I started pissing people off or something, or which might be a good thing, uh, but <laughs> but then people started telling me, oh no, Facebook changed their algorithm, or yes. Instagram changes their algorithm,
1: so you don't appear at the top anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. fascinating.
1: It is very fascinating. You know what it reminds me of. Do you know what Rat City is when the sci- this social scientists build all these rat cities to sort of study the industrialization of America, mm-hmm. kind of? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it reminds me of like a sort of mental space for a rat city to be born. Because you start seeing like these more extreme behaviors and these more sort of like more frequent posting, More, it's more erratic, you know. It seems definitely feels like it's amping up.
0: It's interesting, one of the websites I write for, they post everything, they're like 12 posts a day. Another website I write for, they only share one or two on on Facebook or on Instagram a day, and then they mix other things in there so they don't look like they're spamming, and they have better numbers. So less is more sometimes, you know, like clothes. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, think about a lover that's been away for a while. You're definitely more appreciative to see them than if you see them every day.
0: Excellent analogy, excellent, absolutely. I want to say thank you so much for your time. Thanks for chatting. No problem. It was a great interview. I would love to talk more when you can about the new project when it comes out. When you, I'm sure you're going to end up doing a trailer of some sort, and so I'd love to yeah. to chat when that happens. And Like I said, I don't, I don't want to gush, but I do appreciate what you put out and, and the image you put out. And
1: thank you so much.
0: Oh, one more thing. I, I appreciate that you're an ambassador for AuraQuick. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. It is so important that people know their status and get tested. And, and, you know, that's been such a weird thing. I'm of an age where I remember when people were afraid to get tested because they might not like the news, then people didn't want to get tested because of a stigma. And there have been all these levels. And so the idea that people can get tested in their home privately without having to go somewhere, it's more convenient, blah, blah, blah. And I love that you promote that because it's a great thing.
1: Well, I definitely think it takes away sort of the, the the fear element of it. If you can just go to a, a store and buy a, and a lot of people don't have health insurance either. It's like expensive to go to the doctors and get tested if you don't have health insurance. And then you're stuck at a Planned Parenthood if you, if you don't have health insurance and then that's embarrassing. If you run into somebody, you're blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I think it's great that people can take their own health
0: into their own hands. And it's
1: kind of dynamic. I agree. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. It was a very nice talking to you.
0: Great talking to you. I hope to talk to you soon and good luck with the new project. Have a great Saturday. You too. Bye. Thanks again to Matthew for the chat. If you'd like to submit yourself to be a possible co star with Matthew on this new video project, you can submit yourself via email at camp, C A M P, chaos, C H A O S, series at gmail.com. I'll also have the info in the show notes. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't mind sharing The Randy Report with your friends. I like to think of this podcast as the 60 minutes of gay news, only shorter. And remember you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com and instinctmagazine.com where i cover the daily news cycle regarding politics pop culture and entertainment news of interest to the lgbtq community thanks for listening folks see you next time